Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the faith episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break it down. So you, yes, you, that's right, you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan, and I'm here with Pastor Joel Swakowski. Hey, hello. Man, uh, I don't even know where to start on this episode. I felt like this was really good. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are, I think you laid it out incredibly well for, for our listeners about this topic. So how did you think it went, PJ? Yeah, it was great. I think, uh, you know, Pastor Tater and Mrs. Tater nailed it again. Um, his, his calls the last couple episodes have been directly adding to the episodes they they always have added yeah usually though it's happened in response to in us responding to him yeah but his his calls are adding directly now he what he's saying is making these episodes better in and of themselves so that was great because you know pastor tater recognized this contradiction in one of the traditional explanations of faith mm-hmm. faith is a belief in something that's impossible or nonsensical and if you take that definition and apply it in other areas or pull it forward it doesn't make sense it you start seeing the contradictions in it so right. my my faith grows by believing in more impossible things it just sounds silly pastor joel can you uh, you know, in, in the What the Flock podcast, we lay out the two perspectives. We lay out the freedom side, uh, you know, the, the, the limitation side, the freedom side, and then the ultimate answer. Can you kind of give us a, a synopsis of what we learned? Yeah, so the, the strict side we saw is basically they're, they're not really saying – what the definition of faith is, but it is, it is more defined in that it's like faith is proven by actions. So, so faith is your actions. Faith without works is dead. So do the works, do the works, do the works, mm. which we, I love that because it's very much the strict side is follow these rules. Yes. Do this or don't do this. Yes. So that is very much the strict side is yeah. do these things, do these behaviors as a cause. Right. And the loose side or the, what we call here on, on the mouth podcast is the freedom side is really these platitudes. It's not, it's not defining faith at all. It's saying there is no definition and faith is really just a feeling. Okay. The issue with both of these. So if we look at the issue with the strict side, I love, I love, I love James 2.17 that says, even so faith, if it has not works is dead in itself. Because it's the perfect verse to teach causality with. Mm, okay. There's actually been fathers in the church of the olden days who hated James's letter because of verses like this, because people misinterpret it and it ends up leading to works-based salvation, which is what the defense strategy was wait, are you saying salvation's according to works? If I make works the cause, it is. 
So when we understand causality, we can look at a verse like this and we can understand that faith is the cause and works are the effect. So if I'm going to tell someone from the strict side, if I'm going to tell someone to do anything, when in relation to this verse from James 2.17, faith without works, I should be hammering down the cause. Mm. I don't have to worry about the works. Because if I do the cause, if I do and live according to faith, the works will come as an effect. So the works prove faith. What these people try to do is make, instead of faith being proven in actions, it's the actions are proving the faith. Right, which is, okay, so if, if these, this is really anyone who says, you know, I think I'm a good enough person. Right. I think I've done enough for God to let me in. And, and our question would be, what's the cause of the good you've done? Is it faith? Or is it just because, because you did it in your own strength? Mm, yeah. So this is good. I love the strict side. Because you look at James 2.17 and it's like, if I, you know, the people who misinterpret that, it's like all they if they understand the principle of causality, it just makes your mind blown as to how this verse just is completely different when you understand it from cause to effect. Right. But we can see this being misapplied all over the place. And the issue with making works the cause is really, you look at Matthew chapter six, we've talked about this in the past. If I give to the poor and you give to the poor, those are works. True. Jesus showed us though that there can be different reasons for those works mm-hmm. it can be a different cause. And that's the danger in making works the cause oh. because it's not about giving to the poor. It's about why you did it and how you did it. Did you do mm-hmm. it to glorify yourself to get glory for men or did you do it to get glory or reward from the father? two different reasons. And those reasons mean all the difference. So that's the same thing when I take faith and works and I put the emphasis on the works is I'm in danger of really creating my own religion. Wait, break that down. How? A list of things and behaviors you have to do in order to be considered part of this community. Man, so now we're back to that feeling thing where it's yeah, like, sure okay, are. I need to I need to make sure I do how many things? How many like and this community comes up with their own list of the things to do and not to yep. do. Yeah. And and unfortunately <sighs> it denies uniqueness. Yeah. Because when I'm living according to faith, according to who I am, it's gonna look different than how it looks for you. Yeah. I tend to be more of a teacher. You tend to be more of a, a servant. Yep. So when I'm taking direction from God, a lot of times you're not going to see me out doing big mission trips and stuff. You're mm-hmm. not going to see me doing Habitat for Humanity stuff. You're not going to see me, you know, maybe knocking on doors and evangelizing. You see me doing a lot of research, reading a lot of books, preparing teachings preaching sermons, doing podcasts. Right. 
where someone who's gifted more like you are, you're going to see Pastor Jonathan interacting with a lot of different types of people doing a lot of different types of things, including right. teaching, including mm-hmm. podcasts. But it's going to look, my point is it's going to, those works are going to look different. And when we make the works a cause, we end up making everybody look the same. Wow. We have to basically say that work needs to fit a certain category in order for it to be a work of God. Right. And now, so now if you're not out with, you know, if you're not out at these abortion clinics protesting, Mm -hmm. what type of Christian are you? If you're not out knocking on doors, witnessing to people, what type of Christian are you? Wow. That is, that is the, like, I know it's an exaggeration, but that is really the, it really is proven out this point of how bad things can get when we put the, the emphasis on works. Absolutely. And that's where you can see people getting really hurt by the strict perspective. Yeah, and then the the damage of the loose side that ba- the loose side is is essentially stating mm-hmm. faith can't be defined. Is we see all these other areas in our lives where people do live out faith every day, and the damage here is is really it does. We, we talked about this undercutting evangelism, which I want to, I want to elaborate on that a little bit. Awesome. Cause I've heard people, I've heard people say to me before, you know what? If God exists, then he'll do this thing. And then I'll believe in him. Which side note was very much how the Pharisees were towards Jesus, which was actually the Pharisees towards Jesus was referred to as them testing him. This isn't the Pharisees trying to actually grow an understanding Christ. This isn't the Pharisees actually trying to grow their faith. This is the Pharisees trying to trap Jesus and trying to prove him wrong. Mm. And when I say to God, God, do this thing, then I'll believe you. That's me testing God. And it's also me denying faith. And it's basically you setting up your entire relationship with God where you you are determining what he does in order for you to believe in him and get him to do what you want him to do. Which is you. another way of saying enabling me. It, yeah, and it is. It's another way of being like, wait, who's God in this situation? Right. <laughs> yeah, who's cleaving to who, right? Yeah. So, and what's, what? yeah, that's a great point because- now I have an excuse every time something doesn't go my way, I can say, well, God, you know, that's God's fault. Yeah. And I'm not responsible anymore. So it puts all it. the responsibility on God and I have no responsibility in what it means for me to believe in something I can't see. Again, yeah. even though I do believe in so many other things, right? this is why having the right definition of faith is so important because faith in and of itself doesn't, imply faith in god nice right faith is just a principle that Mm. we all live according to whether we are aware of it or not right we all have a we've all been given a measure of faith nice absolutely when we understand what faith is we can direct it towards god 
and we can intentionally live that faith in him and we can intentionally grow our faith in him. So that's another reason to say, you know, like there's, there's Bible, uh, there's passage out there that says that people are without excuse for believing in God. It's because that's one of those things where we all have a measure of faith. I'll believe, I will believe in God when I can see him versus, you know, like you're planning for next month (laughs) and you don't see next month. That's a great, that's a great example. You know, so, but you can't take that faith and apply it towards something that is the most important thing. Yeah. The people who, who will, you know, swear up and down. They don't believe in the spiritual. They don't believe in the supernatural, but these same people can't help but read Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and all these supernatural and magic filled books where it's like, man, there is a bigger part of your being that is drawn to the spiritual than you are allowing to come through your conscious brain. Yeah. Like you, your body is fighting to believe in these things. And your conscious brain is shutting it down. Yeah. Why? Because the, I think this, the, the church has done such a poor job of explaining what faith is that it has actually given a leg up to the atheists. Because even in a debate between a Christian and an atheist, a Christian can't, like, how, like one of the moves I would make is let's define faith. If you're going to tell me, because a lot of times what they'll do is they'll say you can't have, faith cannot be a part of your answer. Meaning, you can't say if you put your faith in God, he'll make himself known to you. Great. Let's define what faith is then. If you're going to put that condition on this debate, Mm. let's define it. Mm. I want to know what your definition of faith is, Mr. Atheist. Mm. Unfortunately, right now, that doesn't come up when there is a debate or a discussion about God versus atheism, because the church, the Christian, has the same definition of faith as the atheist does, but with more contradictions, because at least the, at least the atheist is saying, yeah, faith is garbage. Why? Because your definition is garbage. Mm. The Christian is like, faith is great but the definition is garbage. They both believe the same garbage definition of believing in something that's impossible or illogical. The atheist is like, that's contradictory. That's a dumb definition. I don't have, therefore my response to that is to not have faith. Yeah. I'm not going to live according to that. No. And the Christians like, I will live according to that. No wonder people think that the Christians are idiots. Yeah. Because their argument for God existing is you need to believe in something that doesn't make sense or that I can't prove to you. I can prove to you. God exists. (laughs) I can. I've heard this recently. Somebody says, if you can't, you know what? Here's a Here's a hypothetical conversation between an atheist and a Christian. Mm -hmm. Christian says, God exists. The atheist says, prove it. End of discussion. Implying the Christian can't prove it. But what do you mean by prove it? Do you mean I have to tangibly show you something? Well, then no, I can't. But are you saying 
the spiritual realm or the intangible isn't real? Because that's the issue. So this gets deeper than that. Show me the words that you just spoke. Great question. <laughs> Not only that, show me the words and show me where they came from. Yeah. Show me the show me the cause of the chair you're sitting in. Mm-hmm. Because that was there was an idea there first. Right. Somebody thought standing up for a long time sucks. <laughs> Maybe there's something I can do about that. Something in the intangible realm was oh, the, the ground is so far away. <laughs> right. So that's what we're talking about with faith here. It's it's much bigger than just believing in God. Although I'd say that's the most important application of faith. It's much bigger, and it actually helps us deal with a lot a lot wider of applications than just our faith in God. Because the spiritual realm, the intangible, is real, and it's actually the cause of the physical, of the tangible. Faith is required for us to believe in that. Faith is required for us to be artists. Right. For me to create a piece of art for people to enjoy requires faith. Not only for me to create that thing, but for you to enjoy it. Yeah, where I'm creating it, I'm I'm working on a song and I'm thinking about, hey, how are these people going to sing along to it? And thinking about that moment when everyone gets to sing it together and enjoy right. it. Absolutely. Or even what, what happened to you be, before you even thought of the words to this song mm-hmm. or the melody? There was some experience you had that today now is this, it's these intangible thoughts and feelings yeah that are coming out of me in this specific fashion yeah that inspiration show me the inspiration for that piece of music so So that would be you know not only the explanation for the loose and the strict side or the freedom and the limitation but also why i think both of those sides end up falling apart and that's what i love like in your conversation you know, prove it and what is fit and all of that. Like you kept going back to definitions. You kept going back to define it, define it, define it. Right. And until there was a term for, until people were defining their terms, there was no conversation or agreement or understanding that can happen. And that's, I mean, we did the same thing. It's, it, it, it is uh a a specific strategy and how to argue, or if you don't like the word argue, even just have a conversation where there's different sides of a a different perspective of a topic. Yeah. You could just even say understanding someone. Right. Yeah. Cause we did this same thing. I'm telling you now with faith and how to deal with atheists is the same thing we did with does God exist? Yeah. It's all about, before we start this conversation, let's set some ground rules for what this conversation even is. Man. God's existence. We're not talking about who God is yet. So let's put that aside. Does God exist or not? So, I mean, that's what we're doing with faith here. And, and atheism is like, wait a minute here. You say, prove it. I can say, so you don't believe in anything you can't see? So we get deeper than just what is being talked about. 
That's awesome. That's one of the appeals to the Malk podcast. There is this kind of aspect of you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, we don't know where we're going to deep dive. But right. that that whole conversation about proving and getting back with the definitions and taking those backward steps is so good. And, and, you know, sitting down with an atheist, I always want to try to take the backward steps of, you know, you want to have a debate, you want to talk about these subjects, you want to get into it about this, but why do you, are you unsettled? Do you want help? Do you want to justify what you believe? Like, Right. Before That's, I get yeah. before I get into arguments with people now, I'm trying to take these backward steps of going, but why? Like, you know, am I am I do you want to know a different perspective? Do you are you interested in that? Like, are you do you need some yeah. help? That's great. And that's why you don't see me and Pastor Jonathan searching to have debates with atheists. No. However, we're trying to help the listeners know how to deal with an atheist when they come towards you. Right. And we want to always be ready to be able to give an answer or a reason for the faith and the hope that lies within us. Yeah. But that's a great, so that's one of the measures of us making sure this is going the right way. I'm not trying to have an argument or debate with somebody, but if you come to me with questions, I want to be able to answer them. If you want to learn, if you're just trying to attack me, then I want to make sure I can defend myself to the, not, not necessarily defend who I am, but defend my beliefs, defend my thought, my defend the hope, be able to give a defense for the, the hope that lies in me yeah. and ultimately protect myself from your attacks. Yeah. I don't want to walk away from a conversation, you know, with my thought process in a worse spot. Right. So cool well let's get into the let's get into the how the church responds to this pastor joel this subject based upon their self-esteem great so the low self-esteem would be the people we feel sorry for these are people who really faith is a feeling right yep um these people are actually hurting others long term by trying not to hurt others in the short term. So this is this, you know, we need, in order to grow, in order to be profitable, we need to, you know, what, what God does to us is he prunes us back so we can grow more. Yeah. These people with low self-esteem are trying to avoid the tension of that pruning at all costs, because every time I get cut back, it makes me feel worse about myself. Mm. I can't help, but equate my behavior with who I am. And if my behavior is wrong, then that means I'm wrong. That mm. means who I am is wrong. And that's a bummer. Yeah. And faith, it being a feeling, actually facilitates this low self-esteem because it isn't objective. So the person is never wrong then because it's always based on a feeling. The people with mid-self-esteem, we understand why they do what they do. These are people who have enough self-esteem that they... They walk out of an abusive situation, including when faith is being taught in a contradictory way, which is what Pastor Tater taught us. And then the high self-esteem people were impressed with. They understand that. They understand faith at its core to the point where not only it can apply to God, but they recognize that it's, it's a concept that applies in a lot of the other areas of their life. So 
they're able to intentionally increase their faith in the areas that they want to grow in. And uh, yeah, they, they recognize actually increasing my faith is going to enable me to be more myself. And that's what people with high self-esteem, a high confidence in their, who they're created to be, recognize that who they're created to be is an intangible being within them. Nice. So that even requires faith. So these yeah. people are real jacked to increase their faith on purpose through understanding and experience because doing that is going to be required for them to live out their purpose, which is spiritual. Nice. Awesome. Which brings us to the ultimate answer. Yeah, it's an easy conjunctive for this one. It's a belief and something you can't see. Nice. So, and we can commentate on what it means to be something you can't see. There's two conditions there. This doesn't mean there's more than one limitation. I'm just commentating on the one limitation. That means something that's invisible is something you can't see, mm -hmm. right? God is spirit. Can't see him. Something that is yet to happen. You can't see. Mm -hmm. The sun hasn't risen tomorrow. I can't see that yet. Nice. Believing that it will happen is faith. Believing that God exists is faith. And then I'd like to just add this. What we, a big thing we learned is not only the definition of faith, but how to intentionally build it. So once again, we increase or grow our faith in the subject of our faith by understanding and experience. So what that can look like is reading my Bible nice. and actually trying to find and understand the words in that scriptures, in the scriptures that God means, the words he uses and the definitions he uses, that's going to increase my faith. And the experience could be me just trying to live out who God created me to be, trying to, maybe it's me practicing talking to God more, you know, treating him like he's real. Nice. Like one of the things I've been taught is, if you want to grow in your fellowship with God through experience, Hey, the next time you're in your car, why don't you pretend Jesus is in your passenger seat and you're having a conversation with him the same as you would if one of your friends was in the passenger seat. Mm. That's great. Thank you for those examples. Thank you so much, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. And we will see you next time.